Welcome, everyone, for another deep and insightful edition of Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Um, my guys are with me, as always, uh, so I think I'm going to introduce them this week. We're going to get into some of the um, projects that we're working on, or one specifically, which is sort of a, uh, a horror, creepy movie, we're hoping, anyway, to put put some scares and some chills and some some folks, so... I thought that I would introduce you guys today by uh, by way of some of the worst horror movie names that I could find. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. First off, that voice. Hold, it, hold, it, hold, hold up just a minute. I want to okay. savor. It. I want to savor it just for a few more seconds. All right, what are you savoring? Just the suspense of hearing. Okay. Hearing Harry and I are going to get introduced. We're building suspense through podcast. All yeah. right, get ready. Hold on. And go. And go. First of all, that voice you just heard. Scrotal vengeance. <laughs> Todd Sheen. Oh, man. How did, how did I already know that? <laughs> and I've got the descriptions to all these if you want me to read them when we're done. Has, uh, has, does Todd know what that one is? Do you know Scrotal vengeance, Todd? I have not. I haven't heard of Scrooge. Man, if you can just... stump Todd Sheen on the on the horror movie, then that's it's <laughs> a deep cut. It is deep. <laughs> oh, that that second voice you heard is Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Stafford. That's it's outstanding. <laughs> there can only be one Gourmet. Do you know that one, Todd? Gourmet. I- I have heard of that one, yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, the first voice you heard is mine. Monsterd Alan Martin. <laughs> you know, you know, Monsterd is um is actually it was one of those that came out gosh, I'm gonna say maybe close to twenty years ago. I think uh, it was I think it's newer than that. I, mean, look it? It I think it's like 2005 or something. Is I, it really? I like yeah. that there's no uh, subtitle for Monsterd. There's not. It's just mon- Monsterd. <laughs> okay, so let yeah. me just do th- let me just do these, and if you don't if you don't like them, you can cut them out. Here are the as IMDb lists them. Here are the descriptions: Scrotal Vengeance, <laughs> the evil Razor McBleed kidnaps Bethany, girlfriend of vampire hunter Skeet. Debula. <laughs> Wait, say it. Say his name again. <laughs> Which one? Skeet. The first guy. The, okay. Skeet. Skeet Depula. Skeet Depula. Yeah. All right. So that's, I'm taking it, that's a riff on Skeet Ulrich and Johnny Depp because Probably they kind of resemble each other. Yeah. And, yeah. and Dracula. And then Dracula <laughs> thrown in it. All right. And Scrotal. And Scrotal. Or May. Zombie Chef from Hell. It's from 1986. That's probably why Todd's heard of it. It's right in his wheelhouse. A cannibal opens up a seafood restaurant and kills and cooks people to serve his customers. (laughs) Man, that's dead on Scott. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, sir. And Monster is 2003. 2003. Golly. It, it seems... This is the best description. <laughs> a serial killer mutates with a chemical inside a sewer to become a monster made of human waste just as the <laughs> FBI and police are on to him. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'd there you go, guys. Of those three, probably Mons Turd would be first in my queue. <laughs> and, uh, and I bet all three of them made more money than United Passions. <laughs> you <laughs> might be right. Guaranteed. Oh, but I bet none of them made nearly eight million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you go. There's there's a, th- a few throwbacks there, guys. If if you all don't get it, uh, that are listening, go back to the last episode, check it out. Also, thanks for listening. Um, appreciate you guys subscribing on iTunes and Stitcher and and sharing us and liking us. Keep doing that. We'll keep making these. Um, hey, uh, just. On that note, I mean the the steamship is rolling here. We got we we went over this this week. We went over fifteen thousand Twitter followers. Whoa! Uh huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> wow. And give uh, out the Twitter handle, Scott, so people can well it's, follow us. Obviously, right. it's at Walks Offly Films. Everything, there you go. everything, anywhere you want to find us, Walks Offly Films. The whole the whole thing, no spaces, and. Uh, on Facebook, we went over 500 uh, likes, and we're up to like 532. We've been we've been adding Man. a lot of those in the past two or three weeks. Wow! So uh, nice. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. We do appreciate it. We yeah. feel the love. We really do. And and I Listen. actually ran into a couple people on there that uh, had expressed interest in having us on their show. And I think we might like to have them on this show. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. And we're actually uh, working on some guests, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. So I think we've got three that we think we can get that uh, that we're all pretty hyped for. So more to come on that. Um, It'll be interesting to see after Monster if those uh, invitations stand. <laughs> I mean, more so. And possibly so. increased. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Monster. Um, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into uh, what went down last week at the uh, Walk Softly compound. Um, also, visit us on, on on our website, New and Improved WalkSoftlyFilms.com, uh, for the updates and some links to some of our short films and and uh, how to get in touch with us and all that stuff. Yeah, I think but eventually last... we'll. Uh, <laughs> we just want to keep cutting you off here, Alan. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Eventually, I think we'll also start doing. Uh, uh, supplemental material for these episodes like if there's anything that you know further details or if we talk about something that it would be nice to have a picture of or something like that we might start doing kind yeah. of a a post for each episode that kind of you know f- fills it in a little bit that would be cool and some videos or whatever if we if we have them to put up um so let's do let's do some some tales from the field as as we'll call it um last tuesday we went out and uh, we finished up. I think, I hope, we wrapped up shooting on because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to stuff into that suit uh, that I had to wear. But um, we finished up a project we've been working on for about uh, six months. Is that right? 
Right. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, any- six six months, maybe longer than that. Yeah, because for anybody who doesn't know, that's the main thing we do is try to make indie films. <laughs> we're filmmakers, <laughs> and that's what this is all about. So. Right. Yeah. So so we're we're wrapping up. Uh, shooting a film our latest film that is uh, sort of a hopefully a kind of a creepy film that uh, we we all kind of had a hand in discussing and coming up with the plot and uh, but I, I'd say if there is a showrunner on this one it's probably Todd who did most of the script and storyboarding uh, actually is going to direct it and edit it which we um, which we'll get into later but um, Todd, this is kind of your baby. I don't know how much you want to give away or how much you want to tell. Uh, so I'm going to hand it over to you. If you want to kind of lay out what the film is about, and then we'll get into more of what we did uh, Tuesday. Sure. Um, I, I think uh, I think the genesis of this happened when we were meeting last summer, um, and we were trying to come up with an idea for, for a short film to get uh, – to get into production and something that we could do on a pretty quick turnaround. Um, and of course we were, you know, we had planned on doing the thrift store paintings, which had been kind of percolating for several years. And I think, I, I can't remember whose great idea it was to try to shoot two in the same day, but I think it might've been mine. Um, hey, it was, it might've been yours, but I was pushing for it awfully hard. Right. Okay. Which I is think, insane. I think uh, I think the gourmet over there kept mum. But <laughs> I think he was just going with the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so we, you know, we got. Uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to pull it off. And I was honestly just wanting to see if we could do it, you know, because we never, never really tried to do two different things in the same, you know, day. Um, we've we've done different things. Uh, maybe bits and pieces, but it just, we've never done that where we, you know, we set out to shoot one thing and in, in, in its entirety and then try to do the same thing, you know, in the same day. So, right. And let me just uh, say, we would have pulled it off if uh, we were using an old car. I can't even remember what it was now. It was like a sixties model uh, Chrysler. Does that sound right? I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it blew a radiator hose right before we went out to shoot. And I've still got like, a dead spot of grass in my yard from that where that (laughs) happened last year Uh, that thing just blew wide open and we ended up not being able to use the car which was a major uh hang up for us especially at that point in in the process so we couldn't get it done but not because of us or our will it was because of a uh an automotive problem so go ahead right but um so anyway so uh, we you know in between talking about thrift store paintings and, and, you know, what we're going to do with that. Uh, we, had, we just kind of talked about, I think we had talked about the, this short film that kind of went viral a couple of years ago. Um, a guy, and I can't remember where he's from. I'm thinking it's Denmark, but I'm probably off, but this guy made, you know, made the, made short films basically in his home and I think, uh, and and I think he lived in an apartment. And he used his apartment and his building, like um, like the basement storage areas and stuff. Used these places to to make these short films. And by short, I mean like two two to four minutes. You know, did a lot of uh, on the fly figuring out what he was going to do. Uh, used his wife was the the main talent. Uh, What's in, that one called that he just got? 
uh, featured deal for? What's that oh, one called? If people uh, want to look it up. Yeah, well, the short is Lights Out, and of course, yeah. the feature the feature is also Lights Out, which is an amazing story, really. The guy wins a, um, a, a short film contest a couple years ago, I believe. It may have been three years ago. Uh, t- seriously, two-minute short film, maybe a little bit over, but right at two minutes. And, you know, wins, wins this contest, and then things just go viral on that video, and it gets it gets him so much attention, and they end up uh, they end up hiring him, and you know expanding a two minute short into a feature film. I mean, we watched it. I think all of us watched it together. We we you know looked at the simplicity of it all and what they were able to accomplish, and we were just I think we were just trying to say what can we do that you know might be in that same kind of ballpark as far as time that we can get out there that, you know, hopefully people will see and who knows, maybe, maybe it'll have some, you know, massive amounts of attention. So um, me with my uh, famed folklore studies minor from Western Kentucky university, of course, uh, dipped into my vast knowledge of urban legends and, uh, and uh, oral tradition and, all the folklore stuff that I went to school for many, many years ago. And um, one of the, you know, there's urban legends are classic, you know, uh, well for, you know, getting, you know, ideas and kind of creepy ideas and putting them together. And so that was the genesis of it was just using, using a, actually a couple of the ideas uh, to make and kind of melding them together. I think Alan had a really great idea of, uh, switching switching the way one of those uh, uh, urban legends ended, and I thought it really worked well for what we did. But this, I mean, I guess you would say the 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 short that we're doing is kind of a it's kind of a combination of a, 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 an urban legend called the um, the boyfriend's death, and then there's also one called the killer in the back seat. Uh, and then, of course, there's the famous Hookman story. So, kind of right. all three of those kind of play, you know, kind of are mashed up, I think, into this. Um, the Hookman, some of the some of the points, not really a hook or anything, but so all those kind of mash together to to create one of those, you know, guy and guy and doll that are on a trip and they run out of gas on a lover's lane and uh, he has to go and get some gas to refuel the 67 Plymouth Fury that they're driving. And that's uh, what it was. there you go. Yeah, that's fine. And, <laughs> um, but uh, get that thing going. And of course there's always that menace just, just beyond the veil. So, right. Uh, without giving away too much, I, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those that I always wanted to do uh, when I was at Western, because I was, I guess I was a, film production major with a folk studies minor. And the only reason I took folk studies is because I thought that was the only minor I could take where I wouldn't fall asleep in class and fail. <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. It served you well. Um, it did you, um, did you want to give out the, uh, what the working title is or have you, have you decided yeah. that's what you want to call it? Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was just holding off a little bit more just to see, just to see how suspenseful this can get, right? Yeah, right. I mean, you all know it, and you're still kind of like just waiting, right? 
I'm, I can't, I'm with bated breath. Yeah. The gourmet over there is not saying much, but I know he's waiting. So, uh, but yeah, the, the working title is a uh, rural legend. It's pretty nice. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, Tuesday night, we finally, um, just as a little backstory, we shot this back. We shot most of it, uh, with our friend Tegan city Cox, um, and we, it was just the three of us and her, and we went out and uh, shot most of it back last, early last fall, late last summer, something like that. Yes. Um, September, and, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I was probably in the uh, best shape of my life at that point. And then the holidays and winter took place, and I wasn't so much anymore and had a hard time fitting into the clothes when we had to go back out and shoot this thing Tuesday night. And hopefully it's not too obvious. But, uh, I think Tegan and I are the only two people in it other than a cameo by my uh, stepson, Colton. So, um, yeah. And, and, say something, and, Scott? and Todd himself and Todd. That's yeah. right. Yep. Steps yep. out so. of the director's chair. A la, <laughs> a la Affleck and, uh, <laughs> and Tarantino. That's right. Um, I feel like we have to tell since, you know, uh, since we missed the the earlier shooting and and we're talking about Tuesday, I, f- I feel like we it's necessary to to tell the story of art. Okay, <laughs> I think we'd be remiss if we didn't get into art a little bit. All right, so art's the art's the the cool guy that let us uh, use this car, and I don't know him very well. I see him a lot at my shop, but I don't know him very well. Um, Todd, you know him better than us, so. Well, just the I'll just give the 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 really brief version of meeting Art and okay and, okay. and getting getting access to his this vehicle. The vehicle is just gorgeous. I mean, it's a it's a '67 Plymouth Fury um, convertible, um, really fine shape. And the thing, what we wanted to do with this movie is we wanted it to kind of be somewhere in the maybe 70, 70s to 80s time frame. So we needed a car. We needed an older car, preferably something, you know, 50s going forward. I wasn't thinking we were going to get any, you know, a classic car because I just, I, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking, okay, if we can get a, you know, if we could get a mid-70s Monte Carlo or, you know, a, a, an Oldsmobile or something like that, then th- that'll work because we needed, you know, we needed a car with a big back seat. Um, and I, that's right. We did. Yes. Some, some people need a big back seat and, um, (laughs) and the King is one of them. Um, That's right. But, uh, so we, you know, we, um, we looked, uh, I know you, you, you had, uh, you had some connections, but, uh, ultimately we couldn't, couldn't find anything. I talked with my dad. I talked to everybody I knew and I, and I remembered a guy uh, that I graduated high school with, and he had a he actually had a Plymouth Fury uh, that I saw a couple years back at our um, uh, one of those high school reunions. I can't remember the number now, but anyway, um, he had one. I thought, man, I'll just give him a call. And I did. Left him a message, and he got back with me the next morning, which was Saturday, which was when we were going to shoot Saturday evening. And he... Um, he told me that he, his car was in the shop, but he knew a guy <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to happen, but I'll call. 
So, but I called the guy and it turned out to be Art uh, Schlachter. And he, I think, was actually at a car show when I called him. I don't know if he was with the Plymouth Fury or not, but I basically told him what we were doing. This was probably about 10 or 11 in the morning on Saturday. And I mean, he immediately jumped on it and said, yeah, I'd love to help. And, uh, and I told him, I said, look, you know, we're going to be out probably till midnight or so. He was all over it. He was and a decision fine. that he, I'm sure, regrets to this day. He may, he may, he may very well. <laughs> and I feel like um, he wrote "midnight" down in a notebook somewhere. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every second past midnight, <laughs> right. he got a little. You know, so. things were getting tense. So yeah, let but, me let me pause the story right there, and let's let's we'll skip ahead to Saturday. We pull up to Art's house. Um, was it your first time that you had seen him in uh, a visual, Todd? Yeah, yeah, uh, I had just talked to him. Okay, so first, so you and I, the first time we've seen him, we pull up, <laughs> and everybody, close your eyes, and w- what age are we guessing here? Unless you're driving. So, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if don't, you're driving, don't, don't, don't open them back up quickly yeah. <laughs> and pull over. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then close your eyes. Uh, okay, so are we thinking seventy? Maybe I'm gonna say seventy. But, okay. but um, one of those guys that could. I mean, yeah, he's he's kind of a youthful seventy. Absolutely. So right, right. a youth, a youthful seventy, uh, a silver fox. Yes, right. So if you get that in your mind, um, maybe somebody uh, who maybe he's had a few brewskis in his day. Um, maybe he's, <laughs> uh, a pair of khaki shorts, uh, riding high yep, and a, a belt, I believe. So if you got that in your, um, I, uh, an embroidered belt, uh, a nautical themed yes, embroidered belt. Yes. I think that's helping with the description. Yeah. Uh, um, huh? some white knee highs socks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And some bright white sneakers, rock ports. <laughs> rock ports. Were they rock, rock ports? ports? Yes, sir. Yep. Now that you've got art in your in your minds, please proceed, Mister Sheen. Oh, well, of course we roll up, and you know he's again he's very very cordial and very uh, willing just to do anything. I mean, couldn't he, be nicer. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I was, you know, I kept, I kept waiting for him to say, well, you know what? I don't really want to actually put this in drive and move it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was raining. You know, it, it was it raining. It started raining. Yeah. We yeah. had a little bit of rain and I was like, oh, just, you know, I, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm just looking at reasons for him not to come. Right. But he, he was fine. He was fine with it. We, we ended up going to the location. He uh, suggests that Alan his- drives. Right, and we went into his garage, and he has three pristine classic cars, and yeah. says, "Take your pick." <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah like uh, like Mr. Miyagi, basically. It was our Mr. <laughs> Miyagi moment. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, and and I'm like, uh, so it's it's raining, and he's showing me all like how to switch the gears and all the stuff on this old car, and it's raining. And we're getting ready to pull out of this big garage, and I'm like, uh, where are the windshield wipers? And he says. I'm not really sure. I've never had this thing out in the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, thought, that says it all, right? right there. Yeah. Wow. Well, did you did you want me to bring? I can get a squeegee. Anything for Hollywood. Behind. 
Any, anything for Hollywood. Right. Yeah, exactly. When when walk softly comes calling, you get your car out for the very first That's time right. in the ring. <laughs> yeah, <Carte> launch. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we we're so here. Alan is pulling out of his massive backyard. He owns like it looks like I don't know a hundred lots behind his house or something. It's massive massive landowner. And he's pulling out there onto the highway and Alan's got that look like, I wish I was anywhere but here because if something happens to this security. <laughs> yeah. I uh, only wanted to stage drive that car. I did not yeah, want to put yeah, rubber yeah. on the road. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we didn't, you know, we were going to, you know, hop on the back yeah. end, you know, you, kind of ghost drive it. You wanted thing. rear projection in the background. Yes. <laughs> I wanted space cops going on in that thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what were, Alan, were you white knuckling it? Were you white knuckling it in, in there in those first? Couple? Oh, you. I mean, I wish we could have taken on for a segment because <laughs> you all like I was a wreck. I was sweating. <laughs> yes, I was scared to death. That's as the, the most nervous I've ever been driving, ever. And I've I've been driving now for twenty three <laughs> years. That's easily the most nervous I've ever been behind the wheel. That's funny. And honestly, I did not mean to put you in that situation. I honestly thought, yeah, I thought we'd have like an old T-bird from the seventies that was just barely hanging on. Yeah. I didn't expect, I didn't expect to have this gorgeous classic car. Yeah, uh, it's showroom ready. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, it was it was a good good experience. I mean, he was helpful. He he helped. Uh, we, we got back in touch with him, uh, Scott and Tegan and I. Uh, went out for some reshoots. What was that back in March, Scott? Yeah. March or April? March. So he was again, just, yeah, come on out. Let's do it tonight. So he, you know, he again, drove it out into the backyard. And the second shoot was all the more surprising. And I fully expected to be turned down because when we arrive at our, where the location where we spent the majority of the night. um, Yeah. So what time do we get there? At the at the barn. At the barn, because we did some shooting on the road. Yeah, we did a couple yeah. of, first. A couple driving shots in the rain out on the road. Yeah. Um, right. I'd say it was after say, ten. It might not have been that late. Yeah. I, I was thinking we I was thinking we got there maybe eight. Yeah. 8 oh, was it that early? Eight thirty. Yeah. Um, I think so because I mean at that time you know the it was the mm-hmm. the days were shorter. Yeah, I'm thinking it was already dark, but I guess I'm thinking because I'm I'm making it relative to right now. So you might be right. I'm thinking it was right. yeah, and it was pretty close. Dusk, it was pretty yeah. close to being dark. Yeah, it was definitely dusk. So okay. let's say we got there at eight eight thirty. Um, like like we said, Todd had told him midnight. Yeah, and straight up. And if you've ever been out on a shoot with us or to any shoot, it's not a lot of fun, especially when. <laughs> you're not doing anything. It is maybe right. the most boring experience you can imagine. Like anybody that has ever asked us, ah, oh, can we come out to the set? And you know, can we, can we come and watch? They usually last 15 minutes, maybe. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, yep. it was cool. Cause art had suggestions. <laughs> he was getting involved. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was cool and fun. Um, but so we so we get out there. Let's say it's eight eight thirty. We start it. We start it up around. I'm gonna say maybe eleven. Uh, Art starts to get a little shifty. You can you can tell he's he's about had his fill, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 
Probably so, yeah. And and he starts that's at, a late that's a late night. And he, he asks us, uh, how how much longer are you <laughs> you guys thinking? And I think I said, Well, we talked about midnight, right? You know, reminding him, we've got you till midnight. Yeah. Now. And uh, he, right, yeah, <laughs> and and he and he was begrud- a little slightly begrudgingly, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, let's try to hit that, or you know, something like that. He was like, yeah, and so we hit midnight, <laughs> and you all you all saw him better than I did because I I'm, I was in full on, uh, you know, shooting mode. So what are you all seeing uh, as we start to pass these these mile markers on the time? From- I, I'm. To me, it was uh, because of the way he looks. It was like uh, when Brian Dennehy looked and saw John Rambo coming back into town <laughs> <laughs> after he dropped him off at the edge of town. I, I, I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw some smoke coming from the ears. <laughs> so, so we hit midnight. Um, I think I said, "Oh yeah." I mean, can we have like another 15 minutes? Did I say that? Did I say like 15 minutes? And then we, yeah, you said, you told him, you were like, look, it's your car and yeah, yeah. you can do whatever you want. We're almost finished 10, 15 more minutes. But if you want to go, yeah, you can go. We appreciate it. And you it, put it, you put it to him in a way to where if he was like, I'm out of here, he would have come off as <laughs> the biggest dude. <laughs> Even though he had been so hospitable, yeah. we put it on him. If you want to do shout on us, man. Yeah, put it in his lap completely, and and like, right. <laughs> and 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 he he found the fortitude. He reached down deep, and you could tell, like, oh yeah, well I'm yeah I can do that. I can make it another fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and then so yeah he so he agrees the extra fifteen, and then when we hit thirty minutes, I think he says something like past thirty minutes past the fifteen that I had asked for. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He finally just piped up and was like, I, "I think that's it," or something like that. He's like, "We, I, yeah. I got it." Right. Yeah, guys. I, I'm usually in bed two hours ago. <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. was the line. So <laughs> he decides to go, and uh, remember this this little bit here because you're gonna you're gonna hear this recurring joke, and now you're gonna know where it comes from for the the history of the podcast. I'm sure this is gonna be right. around. Um, I say to him. Uh, at that point where he's he's gone past the point of no return and he's he's pretty much sick of of me especially <laughs> uh, <laughs> i say man i was like uh art we really appreciate it and uh do you remember what i said what 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 i said to him at that point you were uh, overly overly gracious yeah yeah wanted to make it clear we really really appreciate uh you know you you doing this and we we know we we kind of put you out and you know and <laughs> yeah, do we have your last name spelled right? Because we're giving you some some uh, acknowledgments at the end of the movie, and the yeah, you had, you made yeah. sure that he, you knew he was going to get credit. You okay. knew he was going to get credit at the end of the movie, and yeah. All right, so one of you be Art, uh, Alan. You be Art, and 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 I'll finish up. But we just really appreciate Art that that you helped us do that, and, and we can't say thanks enough. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then jumped in the car. And took yeah. off, and then and <laughs> the funny thing after that was like we were we were out on this farm that like you really had to want to be there to get there. It was hard to get there. Yeah, we were out on this farm, so we're we're doing some a few 
uh, B-roll shots or whatever, finishing things up, talking to Tegan, making sure we got everything we need without the car. And 20 minutes later, we see the car, we see the headlights of the car <laughs> go by because he's lost oh, on this man. farm and can't find his way home. Yeah, and, and if, if, we, if I didn't feel like crap before that, you know, then <laughs> I just wanted to like crawl in a hole when we saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was one of my favorite all time responses to gratitude ever. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, so, so if, if any of you ever want to try that out and somebody's just laying it on you thick and just thank you, thank you, thank you, and, and, and maybe you're not really feeling it, just that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fine. Oh, man. Not, in, not in you're those, welcome. In those, in those two words, those yeah. two words speak volume. Absolutely. So much. It was so clear. It was so clear. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I know you're I know you're thanking me right now, but I really don't want you to. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't accept it and I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all right, so we're getting back to Tuesday night. We went out um to the same road we drove on and uh for those first shots with with uh, art. And um man, this road for for the type of movie we're doing, this road looks. I mean, would you all agree it looks incredible? Yeah. And I've got some pictures of it that we can maybe put up on the website, um, but or and tweet them out. It looks so incredible. The problem with shooting the whole the whole movie there was that less than twenty feet from it, through a thinly veiled layer of trees and bushes, is a major road going from Danville to Lexington with constant traffic. So we, we can't film there with sound, um, which made it impossible to do dialogue and all that stuff. So, uh, we, we had to go back there though. And also thanks to Renee price for the hospitality on letting us use her house on that road, uh, for all of our needs. Um, but we had to go back there and get some pickup shots that Todd, um, in hindsight wanted to get Todd. I don't know how much you want to say about that. Yeah, I, I think the plan was um, when we got, of course, when we got done with art at one thirty or whatever it was on that Saturday, we actually went and grabbed some some footage there mm -hmm. uh, after that, and then because we're think, hardcore. Yeah, and we that's right. You know, there, there was there were a couple of shots that I really thought would would really sell sell some of the suspense and maybe give it a little bit more, um, uh, you know, a, a little bit more building of what, what's, what's actually going on in the story. And it's not just, you know, a guy walking one way and then walking back the other way. So uh, were these shots things, that like in hindsight, after we had gotten done, after we got done filming the, the first set um, with art and then you all went back with tag and are these shots in hindsight that you were like, um, you weren't planning on getting until you started kind of putting it all together in your head or well, I, were, were these shots that you wanted to get from day one? Yeah. From the, from day one, I think I had it in the script. Uh, it was a little more bloated. Um, that, that, that portion, there was a little bit, you, your character had a little bit more going on on his way back to the car with the, with the full gas can. Right. So there was a little bit, you had a little bit more to do, but, uh, there was one piece that I thought would be really nice to keep, and that's what we picked up last week. Um, but I felt like it was, I, I just felt like we needed a little something extra because, I mean, that's the key. You, you, you want to, um, 
you know, in, in, in what we're trying to do here, we want, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of suspense than I am of gore. I'm not a really big fan of gore. I don't like, right. it. I mean, now I'll, I, I think, you know, one of my favorite movies is Dawn of the Dead with George Romero's and that's a very gory movie. But um, for the most part, I like suspense and I like what you don't see. I like, you know, um, you know, making, making people want, want it, you know, that's why I like James Wan. I like what he does. Absolutely. He Definitely. Kind of, you know, he kind of, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't just throw it all out there. You know, he, he makes, uh, he makes you work for it. And it's, uh, I mean, it pays these off. Were, these were shots that you wanted to get um, to add some of those moments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, it's, if you're, if you're doing a horror short or something in that you, you've got to have something you got to have uh, shots to make it move from the beginning to the end. If this thing's four minutes or six minutes, you got to have some things that are going to, you know, I'm not going to say jump scares, but you need some stuff that's going to, you know, that's going to make Add some elements. Kinda, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lean over, lean up, lean up in your seat kind of thing. Yeah. So, and that was, that was, you know, what we got Tuesday. I, I, I liked, uh, and I thought, you know, that, that will really help us in the, uh, the special effects crew. And I I think we're excited about special effects. Yeah. The special effects crew got called out for those, for that shoot. And, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got them on retainer. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Was it, was it Renee Allen? Yes. Uh, yeah. Renee's dog. Um, yes. You know, if you get, if you get points for degree of difficulty, uh, <laughs> Renee, Renee's dog is lovely, but uh, very needy. Yeah, and isn't quite sure why. That's one way to put it. Yeah, isn't and, quite sure why the dog doesn't bark. It's the dog <laughs> refuses to bark, beams at you the entire time you're in you're inside of it. And uh, yeah. And yeah, so it, it isn't quite sure why four complete strangers are are on its property for extended amounts of time, and uh, so wants to do its guard dog duty, but also wants to some attention and to be pet, because uh, you know, like these people might pet me. So it's a huge conflict going on inside the dog internally that you can see, <laughs> uh, especially for the first thirty minutes or so, but pretty much basically the entire time we're there. So yeah. I felt I felt so bad for the dog. <laughs> I could tell it was really, really, really distressed. Yeah, and, and another note that I'll take from that shoot is that um, if you want a uh, a slow burn, a, a literal slow burn on on a prop for a film, <laughs> do not put Todd in charge of your lighter fluid. <laughs> no, no. Well, let let me now let me. Let me justify what I did. Okay. <laughs> because if you'll notice, burn burn number one was a nice, slow, steady yes. emulation. Burn number right. yeah. burn number one on the junk shirts that we did not need close ups of was right. a super slow, perfect burn. Yes. Absolutely. So the one that we were fifty feet away from. <laughs> yeah. Which which is good. Which yeah. is good. Burn number two. I'll, I'll admit. I'll, I'll admit. I was. I, I had. I had. Um, I had some ESP feelings that 
um, we're going to get, you know, struck down by the law or the, the you know, the, the fire department. Yeah, I'm the, on the panic meter, I don't know which one would have rated higher, me behind the wheel of Art's old car or you setting a fire on an on a isolated road wondering if the cops are going to roll up. Let me let me just say this. I would have rather taken an Art's car to the Ponderosa Speedway <laughs> than try to burn that second shirt. I would have the fuzz come in. I was flipping out, and I, and I don't know why, because there was only like two cars that came mm. down the whole the whole night we were there, but yeah. <laughs> I just, I guess I was like, Oh man, I just want to get this done. But so yeah. I, yeah, I might've been, I might've added a little bit more. Fluid. <laughs> just, just a smidge. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's quite a bit. I'm not, but I tell you what, it, it, it tore up though, didn't it? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Oh yeah. It, it took off. I, I'm not sure which, uh, which one of us you'd rather have on a gorilla shoot. Cause you know, Todd, Todd was pretty nervous and, but uh, and on the other end of the spectrum, like me, like we've got whether we've got shotguns in the middle of a public school or we're setting fires on public roads, <laughs> it's like I just don't care at all, and and I'm not e- even considering that we might get in trouble for any of this. So I'm not sure which is or better. Ape, or ape suits and blood on a on a natural preserve, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, crossbows. <laughs> crossbows masquerading as a tripod so yeah stories for another time yeah that's exactly right so um all right uh, so yeah yeah did did we uh todd did we get did we get everything are we done is it well the now that you say that uh i've got to you know because scott and i talked about some some shots that i was in uh with tagan uh with tagan or at least part of tagan and um, and the more I think about it, if 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 we need to get something else, it's going to be an easy thing because it's just going to be getting taken here from Eastern Kentucky and Colton oh. in the same shot. Oh yeah, that that's going to be real simple. <laughs> uh, yeah, but now, but it, it might be because now I do know that she is she is coming back uh, she's coming back to town because she's still doing voice lessons here so no worries okay. no worries there todd as far as like the matching the two of you up there uh yeah you, you don't have to worry about that at all because the only shots that that uh colton was in and the stuff that we shot on tuesday he's completely unrecognizable he's out of focus i mean there's definitely no way to to tell a difference between you and him it's so out of focus so i think you're straight, right. you're safe there Okay. I, I just, the, the more I think about it, I'm not very, I'm just not very scary. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. But that duster is, so. The duster is. But, leave it at that. The duster is, but not when you got, you know, like this uh, gut coming out of it. I mean, it kind of, <laughs> I don't know. If I was like 6'6 six, six and 300 pounds, it might be a different thing. But I'm, I got the 300, not, well, not really, but I've got, I don't no. have, six <laughs> all right so moving on from the the shoot on tuesday um this is actually um the first thing correct me if i'm wrong this is actually the first thing that todd you're going to edit for walk softly films is that correct i am i am i'm gonna uh, scott has uh, graciously uh, handed over the footage um and i say graciously i'm i'm thinking he I think he might just not wanted to do it. 
So I, I, honestly, I was going to ask, like, what individually? What are your all thoughts on that? Because Scott has edited everything we've done. <laughs> he has, he has, and, and so uh, Scott, how like handing the reins over on the editing? How how is how did that happen? Thought, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, wh- why did it happen, and and how did it happen, and what are your like? Are you conflicted about it at all? Uh, okay. So how did it happen? Let's start with that. Um, I am, uh, hell bent on finishing space cops edits. Um, so I want to keep pushing forward on that and, and not get, you know, cause every chance that I've had to get sidetracked, I have taken it. Um, so we, we have <laughs> to, we have to get those done. Um, so yeah, that was part of it. And yet I knew that, you know, Todd wants to get this done as well. And we need to get this done, uh, for the next round of, um, film festivals and get it submitted. So if we were going to make that happen, it, it needs, you know, this, the editing process needed to start on it. And at that same time, like, I think in the past when we started, uh, I didn't feel like I, uh, I think I was the only one that had the equipment necessary and, and the, the software and everything you needed to edit when we started this. And so that, like, that was part of like, just why I did everything. Um, but now, so. And you're a heck of a good editor too. I was going to say, you have a gift also. Well, Go ahead. I mean, like, well, thank you. Um, you're, you're really good at it. So, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, so you, you put that in conjunction with, uh, so I want to keep doing Space Cops. Yeah, we need to get this edited. Uh, and now Todd's been doing uh, editing recently on some, some freelance work that he's been doing. And so, I, and, and it just kind of struck me that, well, you know, I'm, he, you know, he, he has the capability to do this now. Like he's, you know, it's, if it, so I just, you know, basically asked him like, if you, if you want this stuff, like, you know, I, I'll more than happily turn it over to you and let you get started on it. Cause, uh, it was just kind of like a re- realization in my head that it's, it's a possibility now, you know, cause he can, yeah. he's got the, the means. Um, so that was really all, all it boiled down to. And so I was going to ask, you you asked him if he wanted to do it because I was going to ask if it was that or did he ask, like did Todd ask, can I do this one? Yeah, no, Todd, you didn't ask it, you know, no. No, I was I was thinking, well, we'll get to it eventually. But I mean, with with your uh, focus on space cops, I mean, I can see why we need to, you know, move. I, I can I can move on it and and get uh, get going with it, and uh, and that's that's perfectly understandable and I, you know and i want to you know i like to cut i like to do that um and it's you know and i'll probably do it in a different way than scott does it um but yeah, yeah. uh but I, i've got a feeling for for this particular one definitely yeah and and um so that's so alan you asked me if i was like nervous about it is that how you put it um yeah i mean like handing over the reins when you've been yeah because like i know you <laughs> right. Yeah. So exactly. So I am a control freak and, uh, but so one thing like I, for, on, 
for one thing, I'm excited for Todd to do it. Cause I like, I think it's going to be fun to see, you know, how he does it. It's like, I've, I've never been, I've never stepped away from the edit and like came in later yeah. and seen what somebody's put together. So I'm kind of excited about, you know, I think that'll be fun, uh, to see how he does it. Um, and I think it's great for Todd to be able to do it. Cause this is, it's like, you know, start to finish. This is his, you know, this is going to be his. Uh, so that's kind of fun. And, you know, and it's always fun. I know for me when like the stuff you write, when you're kind of doing the, the first step and then the last step, that's always really gratifying. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, as much, you know, there's as much writing and editing as there is, you know, when you're typing out in the beginning, a lot of writing happens in the edit chair. So hmm. I'm excited about that. And explain y- that. What does that mean? You can pretty much completely alter to a certain degree what you made um, when you start editing. You can give it a completely different feel, a completely different tone, uh, hmm. and depending on how you where you place shots, and 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 you could even start messing with the timeline and and just completely change the. Uh, the entire story um, based on the way you're putting so when it you together. Say write, you, mean you can metaphorically rewrite the entire thing if right. you want to from the edit. Right. Exactly. And, and give, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. come out with a completely different product there than it was on the page. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. right. And, and like the whole time good to eat is the other sort of uh, film we've done in this vein where it was kind of, we were going for a few, a few creeps. Um, yeah. And the whole time that, the whole time we were putting that together, like we would come up and help you edit Scott and you would give, give us a few choices and would readily admit, I don't, I don't like doing these. Like I don't, this, this creepy stuff isn't in my wheelhouse and, and I'm going to like lean on you all pretty heavy as far as how you see this, because I don't, I can't see it as well by this being that same kind of movie. Does that make it easier because it's more in Todd's wheelhouse as far as what he enjoys and what he likes. And, and he's got a pretty good feel for it where you don't really, you, you have admitted you don't feel comfortable with it. Absolutely. I think, uh, there might technically, there might be some things that maybe just out of experience that I might be able to do better. But the most important thing is that I think he, you know, yeah. Horror is where, Todd lives and is most comfortable and has studied for years and years and years. Whereas I think, you know, I am tuned into comedy and some other things and kind of know how to hit those notes. And I think Todd's, you know, Todd's the guy to have at at the, behind the, the wheel of this one and, and fully expect him to probably do a better job than I would with it. Uh, You know, instinctually knowing um, where to make cuts and, and how to give it the feeling that he wants it to have. But let's, let's Todd, give, yeah, Todd, how are you feeling about it? Well, let's also give credit to where credit's due. And I mean, uh, and it, when we did something good to eat, I, I had a script, but sometimes you deviate from that script. And when you've got somebody like Scott shooting stuff that, you know, sometimes you just, you in, Instinctually, you shoot something you might not normally, you know, might not, you might not pay complete attention to the written word. You might grab something else. You might let a shot linger. You might, uh, you might get something a different way than it's written. 
because you kind of got that feeling, you know, and that's, and that's one thing that's invaluable because he, he knows what, I mean, you, the thing is you, you don't want to rush anything. You, you know, don't, don't say, okay, well, that's, 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 that's the scene on the written page. Let's just, let's run through it. And, you know, sometimes you just got to let it go, you know, let it, let it percolate a little, let it keep going. Don't, don't shut it down too fast. Cause you might be able, you might get something that you can use uh, that might, might change the scene around just from something, you know, that, you know, maybe the way he, maybe the way he turns the camera, maybe, you know, maybe the actor that's on screen at that time, maybe something they do a little differently than they did the time before, or they, you know, they enunciate or put emphasis on a word or, you know, some, you know, a look, anything. There's just so many variables to it that you don't, you don't know until you get it all. And then you look at it. And like you said, you can, that's the great thing about it. You can, let's say, let's say we just, we weren't able to do the Tuesday reshoots. Um, it would have, I, I, it would have, it would have made me a little sad that we couldn't get a, a few of those shots that we got. But with that being said, we still, you can still take what you've got. As long as you've got good footage, you can make something work. And that's, that's the thing about editing. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry as much because you can fix a lot of things. Um, I think that's where I step in sometimes and, and where I don't necessarily like to do this and I have to try to catch myself is when, when you do sit in the edit chair for a long time and you shoot something, you start to edit in your head as you're shooting. And mm -hmm. I think Todd didn't get the time that he would have liked to have had on the something good to eat script. Would that, would that be accurate, Todd? Cause we kind of had to, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that first night of shooting that uh, we hit, I, I basically hit a stone wall. It felt like. Yeah. So I went into, uh, emergency mode and, and, and just started calling, yeah. I started calling the shots as far as like, you know, well, let's do this and let's change that to this. Cause I felt like, I don't know that it just, it's just emergency mode of here's what I think we've got to do to pull this off. And, right. and I really want to be careful not to do that too much. And, and, you know, that's Tuesday. I was being really conscious of like not taking over. Cause it just, it just happens naturally. It's just, you know, I, cause that's what I do for a living is like, it's always just me, you know, mm -hmm. shooting these, yeah. shooting these commercials and constantly making all the decisions and telling everybody what to do. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you're not in charge on this one and, you know, let him do this the way he wants to do it. Um, you know, to, to make sure it's his. And so, uh, I'm, I try to more, be more and more aware of it and, and make sure that that happens. But at the same time, I appreciate, I appreciate the input because as many bad or and good horror movies that I've watched over the years, you still sometimes don't see what's in front of your face when you're out there shooting. <laughs> it is difficult. Um, yeah. It's, you know, cause you're, you're, you've got your mindset on mm. one thing and sometimes you just can't see what's right there. Yeah. And so it's very helpful because I've, I've gotten, I've gotten really good guidance from Scott and Alan both on, on both of these shoots on rural legend and good to eat. And, you know, they wouldn't have turned out as good as they, 
you know, as at least good to eat wouldn't have turned out as good as it had if we didn't have all that collaboration together. And like I said, you know, I mean, that first night we, we did two for good to eat. We did two um, marathon 12 hour shooting sessions in the dark out in the middle of Forkland. And uh, the first night we, I mean, it was about four in the morning. I remember. And I just, uh, part of it was fatigue cause I'd worked all day and then we'd all gotten together out there and I just hit, I just hit a stone wall. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, you I did. think you all remember, I went out and sat on the front yeah. porch and I just, I, I, I was, I was completely, I just, I was at a loss. I think that's the closest I've seen any of us come to an anxiety attack. Uh-huh. Like legitimately the closest anybody's come to an anxiety attack as Todd was at that moment. Yeah. And I, and I think that was where I could, step in and just put it on cruise control because it was yeah, like yeah. that's where like i might know it not know exactly what he wanted but i knew what we needed to to have a finished story at the end so yeah. it was like okay <laughs> so he's yeah yeah he's he's struggling just like because you said it, it had been a long day and sometimes you yeah. just hit that and i've hit it before i i, I can remember a couple of days on cannibal where i hit that wall and so, yeah, it was just like, okay, let me step in here for you and like try to pick up some of this, you know, just, just so we're getting something. But, uh, yeah. I, but you know what I will, I mean, I, at the time I didn't, but I look back and I'm like, you know, that, and that was two years ago that we did that. And I thought, you know what, this has just made, this has just made me know how to deal with something like this better. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it makes you it makes all of us work a little differently and, and it makes us work in a pressure situation. If everything's comfy all the time, mm-hmm. you don't really learn who you are. You don't learn metal and you don't learn uh, how you're going to deal with issues. If everything goes right all the time, you have to have, you know, um, you have to have things happen that always aren't the positive thing. It really does yeah. make you strong. Totally agree. That's what you learn from. And I yeah. think that's part of what I want to do is to make sure like, you know, when, when you two are directing and we share those responsibilities and when you two are directing, I want to make sure I'm more in just cinematographer mode. You tell me what you want and, you know, and make sure that I'm not stepping on you creatively, you know, like just let you come to me when you, you know, tell me what you want and then let, let me help you figure out how to do that. Or if you want some input, I'll do that, but make sure I'm not influencing the story or, or what we're going to end up with based on how I would do it, you know, unless, unless we're doing it like a, like a, just a three-way directing like we did on Bizarreville, if we're doing something like that. But when it is like your all's project, like make sure that I'm not uh, putting too much of myself into it. And I think it's kind of a welcome thing when you do do that sometimes because none of us are alphas. And so if somebody didn't step up and do that, then I, I, it would probably turn into a hot mess <laughs> half the time because we'd all just be kind of looking at each other like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Why, what, what do you think? But I think, we so, can, I think we can train ourselves, though. You know, I think you all can like that's what I want to make sure happens yeah. is like you all get into full on director mode, and, you know, and, and kind of take that ownership of it and aren't afraid to tell me what to do, you know? Yeah. Doesn't come naturally to me for sure. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but you know what? I think, I think because, because you're, you know, when you're in that, when you're in the, 
when you're in the zone, you know, you don't need Alan and myself to be in that same zone. We need to kind of be in these different zones where we can help, you know, elementary stuff with the story or that particular yeah. scene. You've got in your mind the technical layout. You've got in your mind where the camera's going, how this, you know, how the blocking is. You've got a good idea of that. And we, a lot of times, are thinking in in, in different in different terms to help with the scene, but not the same way you are. And I think by doing that, it makes for a stronger scene because we're not all trying to think of the same thing. It's probably something we you should know? we should talk about before we get on set. Is like if I could ask, you know, I should ask you before we get out there. Okay, what do you want from me? Uh, you know, on the, and and all three of us discuss like right. what are our roles in on this shoot when we get out there. Yeah, yeah. and I, and and roles is something that I wanted to get into uh, at the end for sure um, before we get off of here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that would be. I think that would be beneficial probably, so everybody kind of understands what the goal is. Yeah what the individual's goal is to be the sum of the whole. Um, I think that would be helpful. And um, Alan did a great job on good to eat because you just, you stood up and said, look, I'll do the script. I'll do the script supervisory material or, uh, uh, I'll do the script supervisor position. And that was, I mean, that's exactly what we need. Cause we really never had a script supervisor. Yeah. I don't think until that, until that, I mean, our script supervisor supervisor was Scott, after he turned the camera off for a few minutes, yeah. going through and marking through scenes. Yeah. So it was nice to have, you were on the book, you were on the script, you were, you know, you went through, you had uh, kind of uh, inventoried everything that we had done. So you knew exactly what we needed to do. And it's the first time you'd ever done it and you did a great job. And I mean, that was, that was part of the reason it went as smooth as it did. And if, if for anybody out there, uh, any, indie filmmakers out there who are like just getting started, like absolute newbies. If you aren't aware of the importance of a script supervisor, like we have not been. (laughs) Absolutely. Probably. I mean, the most important spot in the crew, really. I mean, apart from maybe the director himself, I, I just can't imagine a more important role and job for somebody like it's yeah on the set yeah it's absolutely yeah it's it's paramount to have somebody going over what what you've what you've done and what you're doing and to keep the continuity because that was another thing that was was easier to do as a script supervisor when i was looking over it was make sure all the continuity was Mm -hmm. was matching up when we were jumping around so um yeah, and I yeah. heard a couple of a podcasts from uh, a couple of different independent filmmakers, and they were talking about um, what's the one thing they learned from making a feature, and one of them said, I'll never do another one without a script supervisor. That was the biggest mistake I had. Was <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, somebody would be driving down the road with one angle using the right hand, and then the next thing you know, they're losing using their left hand, and it was in like it was in the script, like what they were supposed to be doing or whatever. So um, – if they'd have had a script, a script supervisor, they wouldn't have had to go back and reshoot stuff. So anyway, yeah, totally, totally agree with that. Um, Todd, do you have any, any, like this being your first, uh, editing for us, do you have any, um, reservations or does it make you anxious or are you excited about it? Like, what are, what are you feeling with it? Well, I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about seeing, seeing what, what I can do with, with the footage um, and, and hopefully be able to, you know, make it, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm wanting it to be. Um, Have you seen any of the footage yet? 
I have, yeah. And it, are you it happy looks, with what you've seen? Oh yeah, it looks great. Yeah. It looks Good. absolutely great. Um, and, and this I, I, this one I know is gonna uh, this one will be helped a lot by by music because I was thinking music the whole time I was writing it. Uh, a lot of you know kind of seventies eighties style uh, soundtrack. You know, mainly probably electronica. But uh, but yeah, I look I look forward to it. Uh, it is a little daunting because Scott has done everything in the past, uh, edit wise, and and he's a heck of an editor. And so I hope to I hope to be able to match that level, um, and yet have it have its own you know its own flavor. Have the Sheen flavor to it, like we all like. Sheeno flavor. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> um, just some editing questions in general i have for you all since i've never never done any of it if you all don't mind me getting into that a little bit um when you edit this stuff like for the for the collaborative group do you feel is there pressure do you feel pressure on you to basically see it for everybody like do you feel that at all does that make sense does the question make sense um, like we, we collaborate a lot on stories and we collaborate a lot on what we're shooting and when we're shooting and, and how we want it to look and, and a lot of the script and stuff. But then when you're sitting in the editing chair by yourself, you're the one that has to put it all together the way you think we all see it. Like, do, do you feel that pressure to do that? Like, I, I hope I'm doing this the way we all see it or not. You don't even think about it. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so like that. If there's one thing I'm confident with, it's editing. Like, you know, I, yeah. I've got plenty of self-doubt when it comes to writing or shooting, uh, you know, but am I going to get the right shots when I'm out there and, and all that? But when it comes to editing, like, no, I, I feel like I'm going to... M- I'm going to get the best that it can be <laughs> just honestly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that's good. I'm, I'm because I would, I, like I would, I would second guess myself the whole time. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Like I would, yeah. I would, I hope they're like, they like what they're doing this or I hope I'm doing it the way they thought I was going to or whatever. Todd, do you think you'll feel that? This is um, more your, like, this is more your vision and your story anyway. So right. It, you're kind of doing it the way that you saw it anyways, but I mean, yeah. do you, do you, does it make sense what I'm saying? And do you think like yeah. if, if it was a more of a collaborative uh, story that you would feel that? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, cause I, I always want, um, I always want to feel like we're, as you said, we're collaborating and we're doing, you know, we're, we're working toward that, that main goal. And I do agree though, that when you are editing is, is, is a editing is a tough group thing to do because, um, you know, when I'm at center, I mean, we, you know, we have, uh, students that come in and they are in teams, uh, maybe three or four, uh, in a group. And sometimes you have a, a main editor, but that you, then you have a, a secondary editor or somebody helping them. So you're going, you know, you, you do get that, you know, you do get a little collaborative, you know, talking back and forth. What do you think of this angle? And we've got, we got three different takes of this. What do you think of this? And so it's nice to be able to, to, to get that feedback right away. And because, you know, when we, when we've edited with Scott, we've been able to give that feedback and we're like, well, I like this one, but I like the way, I like the way Alan's face is in this one. I like the way, you know, I like the way you said the line in the last shot, 
but mm-hmm. how you know how do we make that work? You know, Cannonball. I mean, it's a great, great edited film. Dozens and dozens of shots in that. That and and we you know where we transition from scene to scene that are just done and you don't you you kind of notice it, but if you're watching it for the first time, it just flows together so well. Well, let me just say to to, to your point that opening scene in Cannonball with that wrestling match. If you had been there. Yeah. On the scene to watch that wrestling match unfold <laughs> live versus what it looks like on the yeah. film. That is a master class of editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a full day. A full day of sun in your face. Yeah. And some of those moves. <laughs> yeah. Well, we won't get into it, but they look good on the film. So, um, Anyway, and the ones that don't look good were done in such a way that they like they hit they hit the point of being funny on purpose. So um, that that's when that's when I knew Scott Stafford had the goods. He was the, <laughs> yeah, he was the gourmet <laughs> editor from hell. Um, from hell. So uh, Scott, I think you kind of answered this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Is is there a difference when you are editing something that you wrote? Versus something that somebody else wrote. Um, only because you, you know, only because you know the material better. You're like you, yeah. you probably already had it in your head of what the final is going to look like, um, more to a, a defined degree. But even if I was editing something that you all wrote and directed, um. That's the only thing is like I might not have as clear of a picture in my head of what it's going to end up, but you mm-hmm. just start. So you just start going through the puzzle pieces and figuring it out as you go a little more than kind of you, you know, you've got the box in front of you as you're putting the puzzle together more when you wrote it. Um, but, you know, when you're out there, when you when you're out there shooting it because we're on the set all the time, then, you know, you, you still got a pretty good idea of the way we do it. You know, I'm on set right. and, and, and shooting it with you guys. And uh, so I still have a pretty good idea of what we're aiming at. Um, so for us, it's not that huge of a difference. Yeah. When when we are doing this stuff, man, it when we go out and we shoot it for us to go do this for a, for a weekend for like a weeknight after working all day, like it is a monumental task for the three of us to get together where Scott doesn't live close to go out there and spend hours shooting this stuff when we don't really feel like doing it or when we've hit those walls and all that stuff. And then you get to the chair and you're putting it all together, knowing all that and knowing how much effort it takes to put into all those scenes. How hard is it to, cut that stuff out if you if you if you know that it's good for the product but you know also the effort that went in to do it how hard is it to leave that stuff on the floor cannonball was torture yeah i mean it's yeah yeah because just like you said for those reasons and you know some of that stuff we mean we dropped stuff that we burnt a weekend doing you know and it yeah, it took us you know eight years or however long to shoot that movie, and then you're dropping some of it out, and uh, cutting your kids out of it, cutting my kid out of it, um, yeah, stuff like that. So it's very it's it's difficult to to drop stuff that you love, and you know that's the case. No matter how big of a budget you got, people hate to cut out scenes that work really well. 
you know, at, on its own. Like, man, I love this scene. Love, I love this bit. But if yeah. It, if, yeah. if it's at the sacrifice of, of pacing and, and the whole, right. then it's got to go. Um, so I think I had a, a harder time with it uh, earlier on, especially on Cannonball. And maybe now it doesn't hurt me quite as bad. And, and for one thing, it's because we've, you know, not as much heart and soul has gone into anything we've made as that one. And maybe we were, yeah. we're a little more efficient too. For one thing, that mm-hmm. you you make sure your your script is more concise, uh, you know, and you're not writing and shooting a bunch of stuff that you're not going to use. Whereas on Cannonball, you know, that script was way too long, and I should have, you know, we should have known that. But that was learning, uh, you know, part of the learning process. I think that yeah, I think that's one thing that if like if if we could give more advice to independent maker uh, filmmakers that are just starting out is definitely do as much editing as you can in your script before you ever start mm-hmm. because it'll save you a ton of heartache and pain later on but yeah i mean once you uh once you cut your kids out of something everything else just kind of seems easy <laughs> yeah right especially <laughs> especially exactly when you're reminded of it when you're reminded <laughs> of it monthly you yeah it's tough. <laughs> oh man um so that being said, would if if we could afford to do it, um, would you all rather like for just for our stuff or on certain projects? Would you, if we could have an option of letting somebody else that we trusted edit it, would you do it, or is that too hands off? If you could farm it out and know somebody was going to do a good job and that they're not as tied to the material as you are, would you do that? Yeah, I think I would try it out. Yeah. Um, what would it What would it take? Like, what What would the a criteria be for somebody for you to trust them enough to give them our stuff and say, "Do Do with it what you will." Speed. If they could, if they could get it done fast, and and you know, and if I watched it afterwards and was happy with it, then you know, <clears throat> if we could have given you know, some of these space cops episodes to somebody three years ago or however long it's been. And, and, you know, they turned it around real quick, then heck yeah, man, why not? Yeah. Yeah. It is the part of the process that I enjoy the most, but yeah, you do enjoy it the most. That's interesting. You enjoy editing more than anything else that we do. Yeah. Cause that's when it all comes together and you can see what you did, you know, it's fun out there shooting, but you don't know exactly what you've got. And then, but when you get in that room and, and you, and you, and you, start to piece together the scene for the first time it's and you know and you, i can see what you guys did and how it's coming together and it, and it's turning into what we expected it to be or maybe it's even better or it's a little something different that we didn't expect just all those little things are so much fun for me like to experience for the first time hmm. yeah i can see that i guess where my hands have never been on the keyboard and i've never been in control it just seems like it is a uh, a labor of love and more labor than love. Like it just seems like it would be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so boring. It can be. It It's like when it's going fast and you're slapping shots down one on one another and you, and you get that, you know, you get that sense of here's, here's finished product. Like I remember like one of the first things we did for cannonball was uh, Todd riding the bicycle uh, and delivering papers. And so I put that together and it was fairly fast because, you know, there's no effects to it. And, you know, and and I knew how I wanted it cut together and how it was going to sequence and put, you know, slap some music on it, I think. And it was just like it was just kind of magic. It was like, hey, we're actually doing this. 
Like, look at that. Yeah. Like, it's what I yeah. wanted it to, you know, it's exactly the way I wanted it to feel. And I think we passed it around a little bit. And I think everybody was like, started taking the thing seriously when they saw that little bit. Yeah. And the trailer. And the trailer. I mean, the trailer, especially, uh, was it the first or the second trailer that, I mean, we showed it and people were just like, wow, that looks really good. And the trailer, you know, I mean, we had, we did, we ended up doing two trailers. I know one, one seemed like Bass was kind of the bad guy and the other one was more Bigfoot uh, centric. Uh, but, you know, they both, you know, they were both good two minute plus trailer that um, showcased what the story was about and <clears throat> flowed really well. Yeah. And, and here, here's a little story for you. Um, uh, real quick. Uh, the, like you said, the, the first trailer we did throw it on YouTube. Is, I think it was the first thing I'd ever put on YouTube. And, uh, it just takes off. <laughs> it's like over one weekend, it got like 4,000 views and it was just like every day it was like just gaining momentum. And I didn't think much about it cause I'd never put it in anything on YouTube. And I thought just like, all the, you know, any, everything apparently that you put on YouTube, you know, thousands of views. So I'd delete it because there was something I didn't like about it and I wanted to change a little bit. So I just delete the video and like re-upload another version. And we've never had anything that gotten the, that got the type of hits that that trailer did. And it's like, shoot me in the face. Like what, you know, I just, I don't think I ever knew that. (laughs) Well, Hey, you son of a, (laughs) Uh, got, got something I need to tell you. Uh, Oh man. Yeah. It, it, uh, wow. yeah, I was on vacation. Uh, I remember. And, and I went out somewhere to, uh, to find Wi-Fi uh, so I could check on it. And, and I, and I pulled it up and it was like, yeah, it was like 3000 views or something since the, you know, the last time I'd seen it or something like that. And I was like, wow. Whoa. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, I didn't know. I just didn't know that that was like, uncommon like you know for us like, yeah normally we top out around like 400 views or something like that on on the, the stuff that we do but yeah it that thing for whatever reason i have no idea why but it caught fire uh relatively speaking and uh mm. yeah i deleted it <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that was probably what that's probably been 12 years ago uh yeah probably was, something it, like that yeah so I mean, yeah. you know, look at Man. all the stuff that's that wasn't on YouTube back then, and I mean, if you think about it, yeah, I, mean, I, w- I would guess that was probably yeah, ten at least ten years ago. Yeah, hmm. crazy. So yeah, I, um, we 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 probably were on our way to to Hollywood and changing both of your lives, but uh, sorry. Yeah, thanks a lot. For that. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's fine. I think for me to be, yeah, that's fine. For me to be comfortable with farming it out for somebody, I would. I think I would do it under only under the the pretense that if we didn't like what they did, we just can change everything. Oh yeah, for like sure. final say <laughs> yeah. would have to be with, with us. So yeah, that, I think that would be the one thing about it. Um, we just kind of to wrap it up. Um, like we we had talked earlier about maybe we should define roles before we get on set, um, which I, I really like that idea. But as a whole, we've been doing this for what, 16, 17 years now since we started uh, 2000, something like that. Um, Don't forget so meltdown. I feel like, 
<laughs> I'm forgetting it. I feel like roles kind of should be defined as a as a whole. Do you all feel like we have roles with the group? I could define. And if so, what is it? I could define what I'd like it to be, and I think it's just uh, you know I would like it to be. <laughs> I feel like uh No, I'm not gonna be able to do that. I would I would <laughs> like to hear yours. I would like to hear yours. Mine as as far as what your all's role is. Yeah, all three of us. Yeah. Um. Well, I think for for you, like uh, for Scott, um, I think that you are mainly in charge of the camera, um, like ninety eight percent of it. Um, except for when you're on screen, you're pretty much in charge of the camera. I think that you are in charge of the like you're you do more of the show running than the the other two of us and i think that's because you know what you're going to be looking for when you edit and i think you do um a lot of the editing um not a lot up to this point 100 of the editing so i think those are your your main roles on the set and off of it i think like you said we all three write um i think todd is uh, really good as a person to bounce like the technical stuff off of because he understands what you're talking about where I don't. Um, so when we're on set and you're like, you all can collaborate a lot on the, the um, like the sound or the, like what lens to use or that kind of thing where I'm, you all get into some of this terminology that I'm clueless about. Um, so I think that that is, uh, I think that is the role for Todd. And I think Todd is good at um, sort of, taking kind of the garbage jobs on the set when he's off like Todd doesn't mind doing the dirty work <laughs> I, I like that, that Todd. I like it yeah like like Todd doesn't mind getting his getting his hands dirty and Todd doesn't mind doing the stuff that nobody really wants to do and Todd will jump in and do it you're, and, you're, and like usually it doesn't even have to be you're Kurt Rambus am I putting am I putting that in a demeaning <laughs> way is that demeaning like to me it's admirable did you just say Kurt Rambis? <laughs> I didn't. That was Scott. <laughs> well, the way I see that is if I can if I can do this over here and Scott can concentrate on this or Alan can concentrate on this if he's in front of the camera, then I'm I'm just I'm all about whatever it takes to to make what we're doing at that moment work without a without a hitch whatever it is. yeah and, that, and i think that's what you do and i think that's a role of yours and i think another role of yours um if i had to put it on paper was that you are probably very gifted in your improv and in that you're also very gifted on the site being able to um, sort of on the fly make changes to things to make them better does that make sense that makes up for Kurt Rambis, Scott. <laughs> I didn't say Kurt Rambis. I know you didn't say it. I, I didn't have it. Honestly, I didn't have enough. Don't you joke. put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> no, 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 can do. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, I'll be honest. As far as my role, sometimes I'm confused by it. Like, I don't. Sometimes I because I'm not. I don't. Like I don't know the technical stuff, and I don't do any editing, and I don't know sometimes what you all are doing on the set as far as the camera goes and the sound stuff goes and all that. Like sometimes I feel like I am someone who 
is not terrible on screen, like doing the acting stuff. So I can do that and um, maybe take some some of the load off Scott when he needs that. And other than that, sometimes I get confused as to like, <laughs> am I pulling my weight with the group? Sometimes I don't feel like I am. Yeah. Well, let me so, say this. And let me say this. I think. That's not me being passive aggressive or trying to <laughs> ambiguously fish for compliments. That is an honest assessment of like sometimes I feel inadequate with with you all. So well, just to be honest. I think you're probably of of all of us, I think you're as adaptable as anybody as any of us. You're adaptable, flexible. You're saying he could guard the one through the five? He's a exactly. He's a, uh, he's, Lebr- he's, he's LeBron. A, he's our LeBron. He's a <laughs> you're, you're Kurt Rambis and I'm LeBron. <laughs> that just doesn't seem fair, right there. <laughs> like a he's like a stretch one. <laughs> Honestly, it it like I hate codependency, and I feel like that's exactly what I am with this group. Is I'm the most codependent of all of us. Because I like if it wasn't for you all, I couldn't do anything. But I feel like if it wasn't for me, you all it would be maybe a speed bump that you all could just easily keep going. Like this thing would grind to a halt if it was <laughs> if one of you all were done. It, without like I honestly feel without me doing it, it would. You, I think it would maybe be hurtful personally to you all, but I don't think it, you all would it would be that much to overcome. Cause what do I like? I, it's not like I bring a ton to the table. I, I think, well, here's the way I'm starting to see it as we're talking about it. For one thing, I think I am the guy behind the camera. And so that's, that's probably my main function. And then I see like all three of us, I think writing is equally spread out bet- between all three. And then I'd look at you, Alan, as even when you weren't doing it specifically and when we didn't put a label on it, I think you've kind of always been our script supervisor. And then when and then when we did uh, something good to eat, we just kind of like, you know, said, okay, you're going to actually be the script supervisor. And you so you were doing that a little more specifically and, and kind of focusing on it more. And mm-hmm. we're great at that. But I think that's kind of what you've always done. Um, and I think both of you as opposed to me, like, I think you two are the talent basically. Like, cause we, because of the way we do things, we, we have to, or maybe it's, maybe it's just because we love ourselves so much, uh, but we, we star in everything we do, but it is, it's because, you know, truthfully it's because it's difficult to get people there. So, <clears throat> and when, and now when we write anything, we're thinking of like, <laughs> you know, a trio of guys. So, yeah. um, right. but or gals, yeah. But yes, so I, but I think yeah. y- you two are the anchors when it comes to, I think you are the on-screen talent that people love to see. And, and, and that was apparent from the very first thing we did on, uh, Cannonball. It was that, you know, people just kind of like to watch you all on screen. So I think you all, you know, much more than me are the on-screen, you're our actors and kind of the, the talent and the, the um the personalities on screen that people are attracted to and and so kind of like that's why they watch so those are those are the roles that i'm starting to see as you all are talking about it well and i think if if we're talking about the on-screen talent i mean i i think there's no doubt that alan's got more range than any of us um 
in my opinion, I mean, and I'm not downing, I'm not downing Scott's acting because I mean, <laughs> at all or myself, but I think, you know, you've got, he's got more experience. I mean, he's, he's, you've done stage work for how many years now? Uh, you've got, you know, you just, you know, and your characters mm-hmm. seem to, I don't know, they just seem to have a, a larger spectrum of range, in my opinion. I mean, you know, Lou was, you know, Lou and Cannonball, you, you mm-hmm. felt bad for him, but then, you know, he's kind of the hero and he kind of, he keeps them together, even though he was, you know, lay, you know, in a fetal position in the backyard. <laughs> drinking garden hose water but i mean he ends up being you know uh the, you know the, the 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 catalyst to keep everybody together that's that's what he wanted you know that's uh that was his thing he didn't want any he didn't want the the group to splinter and he kind of kept it all together but i mean any i mean any and everything that he, you've been in you've just got that you know you've got the ability to go from um you know empathetic mm-hmm. and likable and to you know vulnerable i mean it's you know I, i'm constantly amazed yeah alan's definitely yeah. The, the heavy lifter when it comes to like, if you if if we're writing something that's like gonna take some genuine acting yeah i'm putting it on his shoulders probably <laughs> like a lot of things yeah well that well that's man that's good to hear i i, I don't have any like it's not that i have low self-esteem i just don't think i have a self-esteem I have no self-esteem, so. <laughs> so see, you don't have yeah, low self-esteem. You, yeah, right. Like, so I, I don't think you guys knew what I, that I needed to hear that. Uh, how much I needed to hear that. So I appreciate it, and that now, now I have, uh, now I have something to live for. Appreciate that, guys. <laughs> mm. But part of, I mean, part of why I struggle with uh, with defining our roles is because I, I just never, I don't see it like that because I just don't think. You know, you're talking about remove you and and the two of us could keep functioning, but I I just can't, I can't imagine it. I can't like you remove any of the three of us. And like, I just see the three of us as kind of one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I don't think, I don't think you could remove one piece Mm -hmm. and it not affect the, the, the whole. Yeah. And I appreciate y'all saying that. And I, and I think the reason that I I did start defining roles and and wanted to hear your take, your all's take on it, is because of like I said, like I, the the codependency thing was getting to me, and and it was more of a, uh, what what am I what am I doing here? What am I bringing to the table? Because I, I couldn't figure it out. So, um, anyway, I was like, Scott does this and Todd does this. What do I do? Uh, I don't know. So anyway, let me compare this to. I guess probably the greatest band of all time. It was a three piece and it was, <laughs> it was never, it was never better when they, you know, when they lost, when they lost their drummer, it's never been the same. They're still good. They're still the greatest band of all time, but all three you want of to, those, for, for those that haven't kept up with it at this point, you want to let people in on who you're talking about? Well, that would be of course, crowded house, crowded uh, house guys. Yeah, but uh, and you got three guys. You got three guys doing this. You know that that all put put forward effort, and without without one of them, they're not they're not crowded anymore. I think, in all honesty, I think you're the most important creative component in the trio. When I have an idea, like 
you make it better. And then when Todd has an idea and like, you know, and Todd and I, like, especially when Todd's doing kind of the horror stuff, like, you know, you and him can work together and you can, you all can bounce stuff off each other and make things better. And then when I'm doing like goofy comedy, I'm bouncing stuff off of you and we're making it better. So I, I really feel like you're kind of like the creative linchpin who's coming up with ideas and also making our two ideas better. Yeah. So I will concede that um, from this conversation that you all are more important than me, but I'm better than I thought I was. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I, are you all? Uh, I, I can't. I can't. Um, I can't take any more pats on the back because it's making me uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't do this stuff if it wasn't for you guys. And um, I think creatively, like I, I want to be as creative as you all. Like I think, I don't think I'm nearly as creative as you guys are. Um, so to hear you all say that makes me, uh, you don't know what it's doing for me. So I appreciate it. Um, y'all are my heroes, <laughs> but, uh, man, we've been doing this a long time. Let's get out of here. If you already. Yeah. My, uh, laptop has gone from 100% to 4% and says it's about to go to sleep. So let's, let's, let's all go to sleep. It's late. <laughs> Um, let's wrap this thing up. I hope you all liked another sort of personal edition of, uh, of talk hard presented by walk softly films. Um, we'll try to do these every now and then. And, and anytime we have any news as far as a, um, as far as filming goes, or, or if we get together for some creative ideas or whatever, then, and we're going to keep you all updated, uh, through the podcast, uh, keep you all, um, up with us up to speed. So, um, with that for, Scott Stafford and Todd Sheen. This is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time. And all I gotta do is act naturally.